love Lucy. And I'm Diana, and I, you know, like Lucy. And this is My Favorite Redhead, the podcast where I show Diana every I Love Lucy episode in order, and then we discuss them together until she and all of you love Lucy too. This week's episode was number 19, The Ballet. It opens with Ricky writing at his little desk. Uh, the Mertzes come in, and they're there to pick up the Ricardos because they're going out for the evening. Ricky's kind of, he doesn't really want to go out because he's struggling with his show. He's struggling to find acts for it. And Lucy's like, oh, you're struggling to find acts, huh? You need acts, right? What kind of acts do you need? Do you need acts? And he was like, girl, no. And so she's very eager. And he was, as she said, um, what was it? Give me a reason why I can't be in the play or in the show. And he says, because you have no talent. She's like, give me a better reason. <laughs> so he has two spots open. He needs a ballet dancer and he needs um, a burlesque comic or two burlesque comics. Mm-hmm. She says, well, she has ballet experience. Back back in the day at some point, she was in A Dance of the Flowers and she played the Petunia. And she, she was, was the only Petunia with a solo. Yes. <laughs> so she runs back to the bedroom to put her costume on because she wants to come perform for him. So while she and Ethel are doing that, Fred hits him up like, hey, you need a comic, huh? And he's like, oh my god, why? Why is everybody? He says, no, but they have to be a burlesque comic. You can't just be whatever this weird one-man duet thing is. He was reviving his vaudeville act with his partner. Yes. Mr. Kurtz. Yes. Ted Kurtz. And it wasn't particularly funny to Ricky's way of thinking. It was pretty sexist and gross honestly (laughs) but (laughs) so lucy comes out and she's dressed up as petunia and ethel plays uh the dance of the flowers from tchaikovsky on the piano which okay never mind i was gonna say it's one of my favorite parts of the nutcracker suite but i'm lying because they're all my favorite parts yeah nutcracker is really great there's there's so many good Honestly. The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy is my all-time favorite anything ever. But... See, that's the Russian dance for me. That's, like, my favorite. It's a good one. It is. They're all good. Yeah. So, Mother Gingerbread we don't see often enough. But anyway, anyway, we're not talking about that. <laughs> I can... She does this little dance for Ricky, and I'm not really sure. Would we call that ballet? Or would we call it just walking around gracefully and tapping <laughs> things with their wand? Um, I feel like it is sort of ballet because it's kind of like the routine that you learn when you're in the beginning ballet class when you still wear the pink leotard. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not convinced that she got past the pink leotard day yeah. class. So. This is also unrelated, but I kind of wanted to stay in the pink leotard because mm. it looked better on me than the black. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. So Ricky still says no uh, because... I, I think we we both agree that wasn't the the quality of ballet that we're looking for, or at least the <laughs> complexity and all that of ballet that we're looking for. No. So the next scene is Madame Lamond comes in to her little troupe of dancers there, and she says, I just had the most exciting talk with Mrs. Ricardo, and uh, she's going to be this, this dude's partner. It's two dude dancers and a female dancer. So she's like, she's going to be your partner. So when Lucy comes in, she has a shorter skirt on than she had when she was dancing for Ricky, so she gets a little self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And it's very <laughs> cute. Madame Lamond wants to put them through a warm-up, so she has the dancers kind of spread out a little bit and go through the positions. 
of uh, you know the the foot positions and the plies and the relevés and all that sort of thing. And of course, Lucy goofs it because she's not actually a professional ballerina as much as she might be in her heart. Um, aren't we all? Aren't we all? And then at one point, she just completely lets it go and devolves into is that the Charleston? Yeah, yeah. She's just like she's just like fuck it. We're just gonna go for it. And and naturally, she's she's in trouble. So the other dancers leave, and Madame Lamond is like, okay, you don't have the level of polish that I kind of expect you to for this act, so I'm going to teach you some stuff. And so she has Lucy go to the bar. She wants her to have her foot uh, level with the bar, and Lucy's like, huh? So they go through the, you know, getting her, her posture correct. And getting her foot up there where it needs to be. And of course, she hooks it. She hooks her heel <laughs> over the bar. And she's very proud of herself for getting up there. And anybody who's ever done bar knows exactly what mm-hmm. that feels like. Because you're like, yes, yeah, stuck that landing. <laughs> it was mostly momentum. <laughs> There's almost no muscle involved here. <laughs> and she looks so proud of herself. But then Madame Lamond is like, now lower it slowly. And she was like, oh. And uh, so there's this... This whole thing of her trying to get her foot off the bar, and she's flipping around it, and she's... Gets stuck in it. She's stuck on it. There are so many scuffs on the wall that I couldn't take my eyes off of. And at one point, Madame Lamond is, like, twisted up in there, too, and it's... It reminds she me of... to help her, and Lucy kicked her. It, it reminds me of, you know, those cartoons when, like, they get in a fight, and it's just a cloud of dust, and there's yeah. sometimes, like, a fist and a foot. That's that's what it reminded me what of. What is Lucy, if not a Looney Tune? Yeah, she's... Yeah. So Lucy finally gets out, and Madame Lamont puts her back in first position, and she's like, now plie, and of course she does a nice plie, plie, and Madame Lamont is like, 500 times! <laughs> and, you know, if you have the same bar app than I do, workout apps be like, mm-hmm. 500 plies. So the next day, Lucy's in her apartment, she answers a phone call from Ethel, and Ethel asks if she's stiff, and she's like, no, nah, it's fine, I gave up ballet, I actually called the acting school or whatever and asked them to send over um, a coach to teach me how to do burlesque comedy. And then the guy shows up and what would we call that? A tramp? Yeah. So he shows up expecting a dude and Lucy explains that actually she's the one who hired him and he's like oh I don't know I usually do this sort of act with men and she's like well pretend I'm a man. And he was like okay I guess. (laughs) So he says uh, you know he has a good imagination and she's a nice looking fella. So he teaches her a bit called Slowly I Turn, and I don't know if this existed already or if it became popular because of this, because at some point it kind of feels like one or either one or both of them don't realize it's a gag. It goes on so long that it kind of feels real for one another or both of them. Basically the way the bit works is you have the you have two characters. One of them is kind of a the main character and the other one is a nice looking fella and um, or the one with a kind face and the one with the kind face asks the other guy why he's so down in the dumps and the other guy tells the story about how he met this woman named Martha well he met a woman he fell in love they got married and then she was stolen away by another man so this character goes in search of this man who stole his wife and he tracks him down to Niagara Falls and I, th- I think he he kind of blacks out and doesn't know what he did, mm-hmm. but he knows he doesn't ever mention his wife's name. It's Martha, <laughs> because um, it uh, it makes him black out. Just and sends him into this blind rage he yes. can't control. So 
the way the bit goes is that if you say the name Martha, he's he kind of like freezes up with this crazy look in his eyes, and he says, slowly I turn, step by step, inch by inch, and I looked around for a rock, mm-hmm. something like that, and then he starts beating the crap out of Lucy <laughs> with, like, a bag with something in it. And she accidentally triggers him a couple of times, and this happens, and then he had something else that he whacked her with, and then he had, like, the soda canister at one point, and then at the end, the last gag is that he's got... Um, a cream pie. And she just was carrying it in his suitcase. Yes. And she's like, no, 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 no. Put it down. And he, was, he says, what, on the floor? And she says, no, give it to me. And then he smacks her in the face with it. Because it's the cream pie gag, right? Basically, then then they close up like like the end of a teaching, an instructing section. So it's it's it kind of loses clarity in there sometimes whether or not Lucy knows that she keeps triggering him or if she's doing it on purpose or if he is actually being... Yeah. So I think it isn't. I think they're just riffing. I think it's one of those situations that, obviously I don't know the notes, but it feels like it's one of those situations where they just, it was like an established act that they just ran through for the audience and we're not supposed to think too hard about it. So Ethel calls Lucy and tells her that Ricky has already hired comics. So, you know, there's, there's no spot for her there either. And Lucy makes her spider face. So the next scene is the Tropicana, and I think this might be the first time that we see the sign for the Tropicana, or we see it from the outside. At least I don't remember seeing it before. So that was kind of fun. So inside the club, Ethel and Fred are at their table, and they're getting ready to watch opening night. And Lucy's not there because she's feeling kind of down. And Ricky's kind of running a little bit late because one of his dancers got sick, and she couldn't come. So Ethel runs to call Lucy... And tells her that uh, there's a spot for her in the show. And Lucy's like, oh, you mean slowly I turn? And Ethel said no. I think Ethel said no on the phone, didn't she? No. Ethel said, when Lucy said slowly I turn, Ethel said, yeah, yeah, all that turning stuff. All that turning stuff. So Because she didn't know what the... Slowly I turn means. Yeah, she didn't know the burlesque bit. She just thought, uh, or Lucy was referring to the the dancing. Yeah. So Lucy's like, cool, I'll get my costume, I'll be right down there. So we have a lovely musical number from Ricky, and it's a song that has a harp, and it was very pretty, and it's called Martha. It's got a longer title, but we're going to call it Martha. And the dancers come out, the two male dancers and the one female dancer come out, and they're doing this lovely little ballet number. And then (laughs) Lucy comes out, like, halfway through it, and of course she's dressed in her tramp outfit, and Ricky's just standing there helplessly, and you can just see, like, the look on his face. Like, he wants to go out there and stop her, but he has to stay professional. And it's just... And the song is called Martha. So at a certain point, he says the title of the song. And you can see Lucy get, like, Manchurian Candidate triggered. And she just starts beating the crap out of the other dancers. And it's... There's, there's nobody safe. She, she keeps whacking her partner with the pillow. But then she keeps squirting the female dancer in the face with the uh, soda canister. And then, of course... In the finale, the male dancers lift the female dancers and take them out of the thing. And as she passes Ricky, she hits him in the face with a pie. (laughs) So, the final scene is Ricky is at home with his... Was it a drink or a cigarette or something? Anyway, he's lounging at home. Mm -hmm. And Lucy comes in and she's like, Ricky, can I come in? And he's like, of course, honey. And she's like, you're not mad. And he's like, no, honey. So he's just being way too sweet to her, just in general. And it's very suspicious. But she trusts him. And she opens the door and walks in. 
and a bucket of water falls on her head. <laughs> Classic gag. And yeah. then she's like, well, I guess I had that coming to me, didn't I? <laughs> so we're square. And it was a very cute ending. <laughs> this episode aired February 18th, 1952, and was filmed on January 11th, 1952. It was written by Jess Oppenheimer, Madeline Pugh, and Bob Carroll Jr., and was directed by Mark Daniels. This was the third of the three episodes edited together into the unreleased I Love Lucy movie. So it was The Benefit, Breaking the Lease, and then this one. And, you know, like I said, I've never seen the movie. I've seen the episodes, obviously, but never seen the movie. And I'm very curious about how they have made a coherent story out of these yeah. three episodes. So it is on DVD. I think I'm going to have to get it soon and maybe we can look at that together. Um, so if you look closely at Lucille Ball, you'll see that she has bruises on her arms and legs from practicing so much for the ballet routine in the week leading up to filming. She was always big on practicing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's actually this urban legend that the part where Lucy gets her legs stuck in the bar was an accident and unscripted, but it was actually in the original script. It's just kind of, you know, become a thing. And Lucy was a storyteller, mm -hmm. so a lot of times things got a little bit exaggerated because, like, it's a funnier story when yeah. you're sitting there on Johnny Carson to say how, you know, it wasn't scripted for you to get your legs stuck in the bar and for the audience to, like, go crazy laughing at that, so... Well, and she was a dancer. Like, that yeah. bar wasn't that high. You're telling me she couldn't get it up there. She did actually down. study ballet when yeah. she was younger herself. So she had some experience. And um, so it, was, it wasn't it uh, was completely unscripted, but it does kind of make a funny story. Yeah. It's like um, Judy Garland, when she would go on interviews and would always tell these, like, increasingly crazy stories about things that happened on the set of The Wizard of Oz, and they would just always get crazier each time. Lucy was kind of similar to that. The stories just kept getting crazier. So the ballet teacher, Madame Lamond, is played by Mary Wicks, and she was born in 1910 and actually studied English and political science, oh. and she only went into acting because a professor suggested that she give it a try. She was actually planning to go to law school. Oh. So, you know, actor, lawyer, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> she became a comedian and a character actress, and she appeared in theater, films, TV shows, she had parts in Now Voyager with Betty Davis. She was in White Christmas, the Mickey Mouse Club serial, Annette. She was in the Winona Ryder, Little Women. She was in Sister Act 1 and 2. <laughs> she also was the live action model, reference model for Cruella de Vil in 101 oh. Dalmatians. And she was the voice of Laverne, the gargoyle, in oh. Hunchback of Notre Dame, which was actually her last performance. She was one of the best parts of that. Yeah. <laughs> and she was a close personal friend of Lucille Ball's in real life. And she will go on to guest star a bunch of times on The Lucy Show and Here's Lucy. And, okay, so there's this story. I think it was in Mary Wicks' autobiography or maybe she told it in some interview. But she and Lucy, like I said, were really good friends. And Lucy calls her up one day and she said hey, there's this white sale down at such and such department store. Do you want to go with me? 
And this story has, like, nothing to do with the episode, by the way. I just find it absolutely enchanting, and I tell it every chance I get, but... We do sometimes go on tangents on yeah. the show. <laughs> so, Lucy says, hey, there's this um, sale at the department store. Do you want to go with me, and we can, you know, pick up some linens or whatever? And Mary Works is like, yeah, sure, that sounds fun. And Lucy's like, okay, I'll swing by in an hour, and I'll pick you up, and we'll head down there. So, Lucy comes and picks her up. They head out, and then she says, I just have to make one stop before we go to the store. And they go to this house, and Lucy goes in, and she had recently filmed this episode of The Lucy Show, where she was babysitting these three chimpanzees. Oh, God. It's, <laughs> it's very funny if you haven't seen it. It's very, very silly. But she runs in the house, and when she comes out, she has one of the chimpanzees with her. During the course of filming the episode, she and the little youngest chimpanzee, the baby, they just fell in love with each other, and she wanted to bring the chimpanzee shopping with her. She just asked the people, hey, can I take her shopping with me? (laughs) And the trainer was like, I mean, I guess, why not? So um, they ran out to the store with the chimpanzee to do their linen shopping, as you do if you're friends with Lucille Ball. She was such an animal lover, I wouldn't be surprised if she had, like, tried to adopt the chimpanzee, but they wouldn't let her. I, I just had to tell that story because, I again, I find it so enchanting. Anyways. <laughs> that one happened to us. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, the character's name, Madame Lamond, is a reference to Bob Lamond, who was Lucy's announcer on the radio show, Aww. My Favorite Husband. So he was also the announcer on the original pilot, the uh, so-called lost pilot of I Love Lucy. There's this part at the beginning that's like a narration. It's like, this is where Lucy and Ricky Ricardo live. And it goes into the whole thing. That's cute. And um, when they put the episodes on DVD, the beginning part of that audio where he's reading that narration was actually ruined and they weren't able to salvage it. So... He was still alive at that time, so he came in and re-recorded those parts, and he was like 80-something years old at the time, and I thought that was very sweet. Hmm. But yeah, Bob Lamond on the radio show, when Lucy would do the commercials, because it was sponsored by Jell-O, he'd be like, and now, a message from Jell-O, our Mm -hmm. sponsor, and then she'd come out, and she'd go, woo Bob (laughs) Lamond, and he'd be like, yes, Lucille, all nervous, and it was very cute, so that's... By the way, if Jello wants to sponsor us. Yes, if Jello wants to sponsor us, we will do whichever voices they need us to. And go listen to my favorite husband. Anyways, so the comic, the burlesque comic, is played by an actor named Frank J. Scannell, who was born in 1903. And he started his career as a tap dancer in a speakeasy owned by Al Capone. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. You always get such, like, colorful stories when you research for the podcast, and I just love it. And he became a character actor as well, and he had actually appeared with William Frawley in a movie called Whistling... The Drop Kid? No, not this time. <laughs> I was actually kind of surprised that he wasn't in that one, but he, he was in a movie with him called Whistling in Brooklyn and he was in a movie with Lucille Ball called Lover Come Back and he'd go on to guest star in Here's Lucy and 
Lucille Ball actually performed the Slowly I Turn routine mm. another time in 1963 with Phil Silvers on a special called CBS Opening Night and also known as General Foods Opening Night. Mm. And it was kind of like a variety show with the stars of all of CBS's shows. And I think the premise was that Phil Silvers had just gotten his show and all the other stars were like, well, what if we get replaced? Mm -hmm. And so they tried to sabotage him. Nice. So, <laughs> but yeah, so he performs the Slowly I Turn bit with Lucy, except she's the one in the role of the oh, jilted spouse. Yes, and he's the one with the kind face. So she's just beating the shit out of Phil Silvers. <laughs> and um, I think they had a lot of fun. <laughs> we, we love a, a beat the shit out of somebody else gag. Yes. And I have a YouTube link of a video where you can watch that little bit, and I will drop that in the show notes for you guys. If you want to see Lucille Ball beat the shit out of someone. Yes. <laughs> if you want to see our Lucy act silly. Also, in this episode, Fred talks about his vaudeville partner, Ted Kurtz. And this is a character that we will later meet in oh, season four. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I love so a callback. He's, he's going to have um, a different name at that time. They're going to change Ted to Barney, but it's the same It's not character. as funny if, it's not, if it doesn't rhyme. I know. I think the, re uh, the reason why they probably changed it, if I had to guess, was so that they didn't have that much rhyming just uh, so that the audience wouldn't get confused but he does but still that's have, the gag though it is but he does still have the last name of kurtz so that still rhymes okay. it's a really cute episode i think you'll like it when we get to it so um that's all i have for production notes today yeah so i i really enjoy this episode i think it's very very silly I love that the dance teacher actually said, though, that Lucy has a lot of innate natural talent. Yeah, because stupid Ricky said that she didn't. Mm -hmm. And that was mean of him. It was. And I think that it must have been very validating for Lucy. He's always picking on her. And I feel bad because, like, listening back to some of our episodes, a lot of the times the lines that I pick out as favorite lines is him being sarcastic yeah. to her. But in my defense, they're funny. Yes. But <laughs> he's mean. And she tells him in this episode, you're mean! Yes! So, she's not wrong. He's being mean. Yeah. So she, you know, she's trying really hard and she's doing her best. And she definitely tried really hard in this episode. She did. But um, I also love her showing up to the dance rehearsal in her performance leotard. Like you said, yeah. her, her little shorter skirt was very cute, but... It's just a very, like, childlike logic kind of thing to yeah. think you're going to get to wear the cute performance costume at rehearsal every time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, the physical comedy in this is just insane, off the chart, so it's a fun one. What did you think? I thought it was very funny. Um, I said to you before we started recording that I felt like this had a feeling, it felt almost more like a skit comedy. Mm-hmm layout or format I guess because each of these gags went on so long they mm -hmm. went on a bit longer than individual gags usually go on the show yeah. like the being stuck on the bar actually the warm up being stuck on the bar and slowly I turn both went so long or all three of them went so long that it kind of felt like they were established routines mm -hmm. elsewhere 
that had been like essentially copied and pasted into the episode. Also, like you had said, they're they're largely physical. Slowly I Turn is obviously dialogue, but the other ones are so largely physical that I didn't really write notes mm-hmm. on them because I wasn't really sure which parts were going to be relevant to the plot yeah. later on. <laughs> but it was it was still really funny and I have to say, there wasn't enough ballet in it for me. But is is that even possible to do? When we're starring people who, despite having taken ballet for four years, aren't actually <laughs> ballet dancers, I, I don't think it's possible to <laughs> I think much I, more. I think just, just my taste personally. I feel like most ballets that I've seen didn't have enough ballet in them for me, so. <laughs> we'll like to see a little more. Yeah, a little more. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, there were a few good lines in it, too, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so probably not one of my favorites, but mm-hmm. definitely funny. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, so for pop culture this week, I just wanted to first say there's an article in Life magazine that um, came out in the issue that was published the day that this episode aired about Lucille Ball. And um, it's actually Queen Elizabeth was on the cover of oh, that wow. issue because she had just taken the crown like two weeks before oh wow yeah and um so she's the person on the cover and then the big story of course is lucy (laughs) she is in this article that is called beauty into buffoon which is not a very flattering title but it has some really great pictures from this episode and um the paper moon loves lucy blog has um, really good scans of those pictures, and I will put a link in the show notes for you guys in case you want to look at that. It's a really fun little read if you want to check it out. That's cute. Yeah. Lucy's ballet recital being the Dance of the Flowers, obviously, like we said, is a reference to Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker. And it's really fun because we were recording this episode just a couple weeks before Christmas. We like to record them in advance of when they air. And the Nutcracker is one of our very favorites. It is. And Slowly I Turn is a popular vaudeville routine, which, like you said, it was definitely an established thing. Um, It had been performed by various comedians and comedy duos and trios over the years, but apparently no one knows who actually originated it. (laughs) There are a handful of people who take credit for it. Naturally. (laughs) And people kind of, like, argue over what the actual proper name of the routine is, but it all kind of boils down to the same thing. And, like, the names that they'll use for the spouse or the, like, in the version that Lucy does with Phil Silver's Martha is the name of the woman who ran off with her husband. The names that people will use, that kind of varies, but it's all around that same premise, so it's fun. Do you think uh, they chose the name... Uh, because of the song Ricky was going to do, or do you think they chose uh, Ricky's song based on the trigger name? That I'm not sure. So they probably they probably found a song with a name in it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty song. It, it was, was in Spanish, yeah. which was nice. Mm-hmm. I like when he sings in Spanish. Yeah. Um, the song Ricky's band was playing before that song, when they were just playing the instrumental... That was called Aqueos Ojos Verdes, or Mm. in English it's also known as just Green Eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was written by Adolfo Utrea and Nilo Menendez. 
And um, in that scene, and also in the scene with the Martha song, you get to see a lot of Nancy the Harpist in these yeah, scenes. Yeah, I the noticed club. her. That was pretty. Yeah, so um, Nancy was the harpist in Desi's band, and she appeared pretty often on the show, or they would also just like reference her even in episodes that she's not in. And she apparently is an inspiration to a lot of professional female harpists through the years. Oh, They've good for her. cited her as a big influence. I think that's really cool. So the song that Ricky was singing about Martha, when Lucy was just beating the crap out of the other <laughs> dancers, was called Martha, Rambling Rose of the Wild Wood. And it was... Yeah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Because, you know, it was the 30s when mm -hmm. this song was written. So it has to have a title like that. And it was written by Moises Simmons. Mm. And I think it's a really nice song. And, okay, so I found this blog called WTF Lucy a while ago when I was researching. And the premise for this person's blog is kind of similar to our show. She's going through the episodes one at a time and doing like a funny recap of them and then kind of reacting to it with her modern sensibilities. And she finished her blog a couple of years ago I think it doesn't look like it's been updated in a while but it's very funny so if you guys ever want to look that up it's just wtflucy.com but on this episode she said the funniest thing she said um you know because Ricky's standing there like smoking when he's singing oh, the song bothering me. she said even his lungs are arrogant <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed so much at that so that was I funny. was thinking those must be those um super smooth was it Phil mm -hmm. Sherman um, Philip Morris. Philip Morris. Philip yeah. Morris. Cigarettes. No more cigarette hangover. No. They're not going to ruin your asthmatic lungs. Yeah. So did you have any favorite lines this week? I did. I tried very hard not to mention my favorite lines in the recap. I, I thank you for that. I, I did notice, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was like, she sings so well. <laughs> so when Lucy is trying to convince Ricky to let her in as a... And she would mention that she was Petunia in the Dance of the Flowers. Uh, Fred says she does have nice stems. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was cute. Um, I still think Plie 500 times was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I liked uh, when the tramp says, hey, you're a nice looking fella. Yeah. She is. She is. She's got those, those nice eyelashes. You know boys always have the nicest eyelashes and mm -hmm. they don't deserve them. And she's got those big blue eyes. Yeah. I really liked um, when Lucy says, here I am with all this talent bottled up inside me and you're always sitting on the cork. Mm. It's very dramatic. And he is. He is. He is sitting on her cork. And I like when Madame Lamont was like, I think we should go to the bar. And she goes, oh good, I'm awful thirsty. <laughs> so that was fun. Final thoughts. Um, yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything yeah. that we thought about this episode um it's probably not one of my favorites either but it is maybe in my top 25 i know this is actually one that a lot of people of do this season <laughs> maybe overall but um I, I don't know i have to sit down and actually like make my ranking because why are you looking at me there's like a thousand episodes. There's 180 episodes. <laughs> I don't have to rewatch all of them to make my ranking. I just have to think. I just have to like sit there and like feel in my heart. 
and I feel very deeply all the time. That's what's gonna make this I so hard. I can't. I can't finish that sentence right now. <laughs> but I. So I feel. I think and I feel all the time. But. Yeah. So I would have to. This is like literally irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have to think about it a lot. But it's probably somewhere in my top twenty-five to thirty. But this one is one that a lot of people cite as a favorite. There's a lot of, like, merchandise of this episode because Lucy's just so, so cute mm. in her ballet outfit. So people it are like, oh. cute. And there's, like, you know, the Lucy Ballet Barbie, mm. which I don't have. And that's Weird. terrible. It's a horrible way to live. <laughs> but, um, I think Lucy writes a play and the seance are my favorites so far. Those are both very good episode. That sounds very narcissistic because I'm literally a writer and literally a pagan. So I like these it, two things where she has something in common with me. It doesn't sound narcissistic. It sounds like those resonated with you because they are relevant to your interests. We're going to go with that. It sounds much yes. nicer. <laughs> I think when we get to the end of the season, we'll probably do an episode where we just give our overall impressions of yeah. the season and then we can go over which episodes turned out to be our favorite because yeah. hopefully there's some other good ones oh in yeah the back half of the season that you end up liking a lot you're sometimes easy to predict and sometimes <laughs> difficult to predict so i couldn't sometimes say... the whole episode can turn on one joke yeah <laughs> sometimes it's like that was a banger. This is my favorite episode. Yeah. <laughs> it carried the whole episode. Sometimes it's like, I don't care for that. That's an ugly look. Bottom yeah. of the pile. Ricky. Fred, if you hadn't said that, right? yeah, Ricky, if you hadn't literally taken her over your knee and spanked her. See, that's not one of my favorites. Yeah. It's that not one of mine either, kind honestly. kind of a woofer in a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. And it bums me out because it was set up to be like a really good one yeah. with the guest stars and everything. And then it just kind of is like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't care for that. I don't hate it, but no. I wish that Bebe and Adair had had other episodes to show us how Shining. fucking great she is. Anyways, back to the episode we're actually discussing. <laughs> and I think we're just done discussing it. I think probably. So now on to the one next week that we're going to discuss eventually. Next week. We will be discussing the young fans, oh. in which Ricky being an object of desire leads to Lucy being an object of desire. Oh, I like that. Lucy's going to get a moment. Yeah. The, everybody's going to be getting moments left and right. Thank you for listening, friends. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher to make sure you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram at My Favorite Redhead, on Tumblr and Facebook at My Favorite Redhead Podcast. Tweet us at My Favorite Redhead or drop us a line at My Favorite Redhead Podcast at gmail.com. And if you love Lucy and you enjoy our show, give us a good rating and review.